Welcome to another edition of Focus on the Kingdom. This is Anthony Buzzard inviting you again to continue with our search for truth as we investigate Jesus' favorite topic, the gospel about the kingdom of God. It seems to us that a widespread confusion prevails about the meaning of that most important of all words, the gospel. Few words, it seems to me, are so misused, tossed around, but very seldom defined with clarity. It's time for Bible students to go back to first principles and ask the fundamental questions. What do you mean gospel? Well, good news, certainly. But about what? The answer to that question will change your life if you're honest with the biblical facts. One thing is clear, the gospel is Christianity. It's the message which Christ proclaimed. We all agree, but we've been surprisingly slow to grasp what that message is all about. Perhaps this is less remarkable, however, since spokesmen for the Christian religion constantly seem to avoid Jesus' own definition of the gospel. Now, I can understand a reaction of disbelief to that last statement, but the facts, I think, will show that the gospel, as Jesus taught it, is generally not being given a clear hearing in contemporary America. One has only to listen to sermons and examine tracts claiming to offer the gospel of salvation to detect a glaring difference between popular evangelism and the Bible on this vital matter of the gospel. Now, that difference is very simple. Jesus spoke always of the gospel, or good news, about the kingdom of God. But very often, evangelism in our time seems to avoid that very clear definition of the gospel as the gospel about the kingdom. Much more popular are phrases like gospel of salvation, or of grace, or gospel of Christ. But we almost never hear about the gospel concerning the kingdom of God. But if you look at the beginning of our New Testament, you'll find that the gospel is introduced with a definite label to it. It's called the gospel about the kingdom. For example, in Matthew 3, verse 2, we find that John the Baptist came preaching the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus, in Matthew 4, verse 17, took up that very same message. He also preached the gospel about the kingdom. You'll find that in Matthew 4, verse 17. And in verse 23, we read that Jesus went about preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God everywhere. The same fact is noted by Matthew in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. If we turn our attention to the parallel accounts in Mark's gospel, Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15 tell us that Jesus made belief in the gospel about the kingdom of God the first requirement of discipleship. You remember those verses in Mark 1, verses 14 and 15, Jesus came into Galilee announcing God's gospel and urging his audiences to repent and believe in the gospel about the kingdom. Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. In Luke we find absolute confirmation that Jesus Christ was the bearer of the gospel about the kingdom. In Luke 4, verse 43, Jesus made this astonishing statement, 
defining his whole ministry, I must preach the gospel about the kingdom of God to the other cities also, Jesus said. That's the reason why God commissioned me. Luke 4, verse 43. What a remarkably interesting verse. You would think that that verse would get airing and coverage all the time as being an illuminating example of what was driving the mission of Jesus. Can Christians today echo that same enthusiasm over the kingdom of God? Could you say in your ministry that it's the mission to preach the kingdom of God which is at the basis of everything you're doing? Well, Jesus certainly said that and he invited us to follow him in his example in every respect. Jesus in Luke 4.43 tells us plainly that the whole point of being a Christian is to be involved with the proclamation of the gospel concerning the kingdom of God. The same thing is said in Luke 16, verse 16. There we find that the gospel of the kingdom had been preached from the days of John the Baptist onwards. That same label attaches to the gospel. It's not just any message. It's precisely the gospel concerning the kingdom. In Matthew 24, verse 14, in one of Jesus' last sayings before his death, he made this extraordinary announcement. This gospel about the kingdom, he said, is going to be preached in the whole world, and then the end of the age will come. Matthew 24, verse 14. Let me mention those precious verses again. Matthew 3, verse 2. Matthew 4, verse 17 and verse 23. Matthew 9, verse 35. In Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. In Luke's Gospel, Luke 4, verse 43 and Luke 16, 16. And finally, in Matthew 24, verse 14, that most interesting statement about the proclamation of the gospel of the kingdom worldwide. You see, the gospel there has a definite label attached to it. It's quite precisely the gospel concerning the kingdom of God. Now, amazingly, today's Christian evangelism almost never gives the gospel its primary New Testament label, the gospel about the kingdom. Jesus' definition of the gospel has apparently been stifled. Now, once this fact is pointed out, there'll be ample opportunity to verify it, especially as in America we are deluged with invitations to accept what is called the gospel. Simply ask yourself, what word do I associate with the gospel? If your immediate reaction is kingdom, you're a rare person. And rarer still, if you've heard anyone invite his audience to be saved by believing the gospel about the kingdom of God. Yet in Jesus' language, the gospel was always the gospel of the kingdom of God. It was God's gospel, his Father's gospel concerning the kingdom. And it is that message, as we shall see, which you must believe in order to be saved. Now in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, this fact about the gospel having a definite label as the gospel of the kingdom is stated in verse after verse. But if you will carefully examine tracts, and other offers of salvation, you'll find that Matthew, Mark, and Luke and the beginning of those Gospels are strangely avoided. Often tracts will begin with the book of John, or Romans, or even the book of Revelation. 
Now, in these books, the gospel is less clearly defined because reader and writer already knew what the gospel was. That's why it's so important to go back to the beginning of the ministry and mission of Jesus in the early chapters of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, there can be no possibility of mistaking the title which attaches to the gospel. The message of salvation in those books is plainly described as the gospel concerning the kingdom of God. It is that message, Jesus said, which we must understand and believe in order to be a Christian. Now, here are the New Testament facts, as plainly as I can put them. They're not complicated at all. It's well known that Jesus compared the preaching of Christianity to the sowing of seed in a field. We've all heard of the famous parable of the sower, which really should be called the parable of the seed and the soils. The Christian gospel, Jesus said, is like an idea sown in the mind. That idea Jesus called the message of the kingdom. Here are Jesus' own words. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the devil comes and snatches away the message which is sown in his heart so that he may not believe it and be saved. I'm combining Matthew 13 verse 19 there with its parallel in Luke 8 verse 12. I want to read those verses again because they're really at the center of this whole question of the definition of the gospel. Jesus said, When anyone hears the message about the kingdom of God, or the kingdom, and does not understand it, the devil comes and snatches away the message which is sown in his heart, so that he may not believe it and be saved. Matthew 13:19 and Luke 8, verse 12. Now, what a wealth of critically important information is packed into those words of Jesus. Jesus' message, he said, his message of the kingdom, when believed and held fast, leads to salvation. Now, Satan knows this, Jesus observed, and he therefore does his utmost to prevent that message of the kingdom from taking root in your mind. He doesn't want you to believe it and be saved. As you read those vitally important words of Jesus in Luke 8, verse 12, there are forces at work to divert your attention away from the message. No wonder then Jesus raised his voice and cried out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. You'll find that in Luke 8, verse 8, in the very context in which Jesus was defining the gospel message of the kingdom and how it must take root in our hearts. Now, the parable of the seed, or the soils, in Matthew 13, Mark chapter 4, and Luke 8, describes the process of conversion as Jesus taught it. Jesus, you notice, did not just say, believe in me. He said, in effect, believe my and my Father's message about the kingdom of God. Beware lest Satan diverts your attention from the message. If he does, you will not believe and then you will not be saved. Christianity, as Jesus defines it, is essentially simple, and it's based on the acceptance of Jesus and his gospel message about the kingdom. Now, we can see then why Satan does not want that message of the kingdom to be known. He's done everything possible to suppress it. He's quite willing to have the word gospel in circulation, but not gospel of the kingdom of God. 
In this way it's possible that people may be convinced that they are preaching or believing the gospel when they really have never mentioned it or heard it because its proper definition has been withheld from them. What we need to do to clarify this very messy and confused situation is to insist on the proper definition of the gospel. Now, in any textbook, you should surely begin at the beginning. Matthew, Mark, and Luke describe in detail the beginning of Jesus' proclamation of the good news about the kingdom. I'm reading here from Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. I quote, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming or heralding the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. What gospel? Well, clearly the gospel about the kingdom. There's no doubt here that the gospel concerns the kingdom of God. That's the message you must accept and believe, Jesus said. And so we read then in Matthew 4.23 that Jesus went about in all Galilee proclaiming the good news about the kingdom. And they were pressing around him to hear God's message. Now that last statement you'll find recorded for us in Luke chapter 5 and verse 1. Our time is running out for today, but we shall continue with our investigation of this important topic of the gospel. We invite you to request from us our free book on the kingdom of God. Remember in your study that Jesus was a Jew who must be studied in his own first century Jewish environment. Join us again as we continue with our investigation of Jesus' favorite topic, the gospel about the kingdom of God.